This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Your attention, please. It's time for Last Call. This is the last call, last call, last call. A behind-the-scenes and candid conversation from A's Baseball. That's going to be gone. To back, to back, to back. You believe that? To mic up memories, to industry insights, and after dark illumination of our national pastime. Here's Amelia Schimmel and Jessica Kleinschmidt. Ooh, Pepper Corning and Bagrin. That whiskey is. Yeah, yeah. Is it bourbon? People, do people get mad when you- there's a difference? Um, what is it? Not all whiskey. Are we on? Are we live? Let's do yeah. this. I mean, we're not I mean, live. live. We're yeah. like, we're never live, but you know, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're on. Um, not all bourbon is whiskey, but all whiskey is oh, there's one or the other. Oh, yeah. So it's okay. not, there's a lot of overlap. I'll get it. I'm going to check this. Sorry. Yeah. I don't want to sound like an idiot, but well, cheers. Jessica Kleinschmidt here with Amelia Schimmel for another episode of Last Call. And as you've heard, we've got bourbon. We do have bourbon. I think the difference, let's see, the difference between scotch, bourbon, and whiskey, I believe is location of where it's made. Because like Kentucky, Tennessee, bourbon... We're looking this up right now as we get, you know, talk amongst yourselves. Yeah. You know, so but we I'll do. give you a topic. Scotch is neither bourbon nor whiskey. Discuss. And we do have to unfortunately talk about a loss that happened tonight. Uh, yeah. Five, was it five to three was the five final three, score? Five yeah. to three. They did make it interesting in the ninth and I will give them that. Didn't get Sh- shut out. Shay Langlier's is the future. I'm standing by that. Um, and not just because his legs are two tree trunks. <laughs> <laughs> and I did notice, and actually Martin Gallegos, he is the A's beat reporter for MLB.com. Oh. I still have to introduce you. Yeah, you do. Um, Jonah Bry was catching some of the pitchers, you know, warm-up tosses in mm-hmm. between innings. And, you know, I think we have, what, three or four catchers in the lineup today, per usual? Yeah, we are. We, we got ourselves a like a lot of catchers. Very, I, I'm top heavy and the, the, the roster is catcher heavy. I, I, I didn't know where you were going there, but I, it was, I mean, it's, it was I nice went resolution. I went there. You did go there. I was there. You did go there. Um, yeah, we are catcher heavy. Yeah. Um, so that's not, I mean, that's pretty cool, right? Is it? No, I don't know. What I love is Stephen Vogt kind of mentoring the Langoliers of the world mm-hmm. and you know Murphy like it's not necessarily Murphy's place to do that so I think vote doing that I know he's playing first tonight but kind of just having him around it's almost player manager oh, yeah um not to take anything away from Kotze but I think vote is like one of those managerial types that kind of just oh, helps yeah. out Kotze is always asking vote for advice yeah yeah so maybe not always but well, so it's, so it's an extension of 
who he is. And they say that catchers are the smartest players on the field at any given time. If you time, look right? at a lot of the managers, they're former catchers. I mean, That's Mark Kotze, or not Mark Kotze, sorry, I meant Bob, oh. Bob Melvin. Oh, sorry, um, that was just an ad on my computer. You as don't, I was... you don't have to like say what it was. <laughs> People could just assume we are living our lives. <laughs> These things happen. Um, yeah, so, oh, well, yeah, so Bob Melvin, yeah. catcher. Um, Bruce Bochy was a catcher. Woodward, was he a catcher? I think he was. Woodward. Uh, beats me. Yeah, he just well, got fired. So we do have um, bring it up a soon. verdict on the Scotch whiskey okay. bourbon. There is whiskey worldwide, but there is Irish whiskey, there is Tennessee whiskey, there is Canadian whiskey, but bourbon is from the United States and Scotch whiskey is from Scotland. So there you have it, folks. What we are Ooh. drinking is bourbon. bullet bourbon because proud partner of the A's and it's good. And just like Chris Stapleson said, your love is like Tennessee whiskey. Oh, great song. That's such a great, great song. song. Um, I have it here in the notes. You had in and out pregame because you're playing with fire. Yeah. I don't know what possessed me. I was passing in an out burger and I got, and some may hate on me for this order, but I got a number three protein style, which I like is, protein style yeah, right I get a lettuce wrap whenever possible because I believe I'm not a no carb person, but like I'm going to eat good bread when I'm eating bread and hamburger bun does not apply as good bread. Mm -hmm. So I usually get a burger with like a lettuce wrap and they just give you so much lettuce. It's basically a salad, right? It's a hundred percent a salad. It's a salad. Yeah. Um, a Big Mac salad is basically what it is. Well, no, because it's in and out and it's way better than a Big Mac. Right. I don't know. Don't would, would oh, McDonald's 100, 100. over in and out or, or oh whatever. no 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 yeah, no, yeah. I'm just oh, saying, good, good. like okay. like the, the keto low carb thing is is the Big Mac salad. yeah oh yeah 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 okay so and I do love in and out burger believe, fries because they're mushy put, you said you like started a rumor about me I didn't I didn't actually wanted to clarify just so that people wouldn't like completely hate on you for what you just said yeah. so um glad we got that cleared up mm-hmm. um in and out burger over McDonald's every day all day except when you're talking about a McFlurry yeah. Um, but yeah, I did get in and out burger. It was fine. Like I survived through the entire game. She didn't poop um, herself is what you're saying. <laughs> I was trying to be classy. Um, where I think we're past that. Yeah, um, we are. but, and it's interesting because what I wanted to do is you were talking to me about these intros you were doing before the game and you had to name off a lot of names for some grants that were, oh my God, granted. <laughs> and I started the timer you had, you said a few words, but I started the time where you started naming the names of yeah. the individuals mm-hmm. and that was three minutes. Just stop that. I think I literally read more names pregame than I did during the game. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was like, obviously a wonderful cause. It was the the grants that we give out and it was really cool. But, uh, you sent me a screenshot of the yeah. timer afterwards and it was three minutes of name reading. Uh, so there's that. Um, and that was my pregame. Sometimes you finish pregame and you're like, Oh, wait, we still have a game to do. Yeah. And that was one of those days. I, I do it literally every day, especially today. I feel like I was burnt out by the second inning. I yeah. was exhausted. We also had a really cool anthem. She was, I believe, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, Isabella is her name. And uh, I'm saying it now because I botched it when I entered yeah. her. <laughs> I have something funny to tell you. What's that? Well, she was really good. So um, when I was stalking your, in, your Twitter today, just cause I do that. Oh, um, thank you. Just cause I was like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what I've missed recently. Mm-hmm. And you had a dental, like a Delta dental person read off the P- guest PA. Announcer? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I have her dad blocked because he harasses me online. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? And he bashed on me for being a woman and he has a daughter. 
Oh gosh. You hate to see that. Um, I don't know who specifically this person is, but I will say that I really do love having guest PA announcers because they're adorable. I cannot vouch for their parents, but um don't say women belong in sports and then harass women online that's that's yeah. a fair take right there for sure um people have different online personas sometimes then I've noticed that none you of these know, people can, ever talk to me to my face sometimes you can hide behind a keyboard yeah. but I haven't met you know so far we've had some really cute guest PA announcers and their parents were just delightful so hopefully yeah I don't know mistaken identity I don't know uh no <laughs> this person just sucks okay so let's go um, Martine tweeted out something interesting today. Um, 56 players have appeared in one game for the A's this mm-hmm. year. We knew it was the season of opportunity. That is the, that was the theme that I remember Chris Townsend told me on my very first official radio segment for the A's this season. And I didn't really understand it. I, yeah. you know, when you say opportunity, I'm like, I don't know what that means until all these transactions take place. And I remember during, and the notes, the game notes that the A's give out before every game, they used they had the transaction report. I think they like took that off because it's just going to be, you know, yeah, trees it's, need it's to like live. a CVS receipt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, also go digital, so much easier. Um, yeah, exactly. And um, there's speaking from a girl who has a huge purse. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, and it's really interesting. And I was talking to Kim Ang about it later. And we'll talk about the interview um, coming up, but it's just, you have to be, you have to evaluate these guys when they're in AAA so much, but it's a different type of evaluation because when I spent time with the aces, they're the Dimebacks are a really solid team right now. They're not making a lot of moves. And the thing is, and it's the PCL where, you know, you and I are about 300. Yeah. Right? yeah. And then, so the, the pitchers are also, they have like a 10 ERA, but that's not a big deal. So mm-hmm. these GMs just want these guys to be healthy. And it's interesting because when you have all these opportunities for the A's where they're getting promoted and demoted and all this other stuff. And, you know, every other day you're worried about a pronunciation because it's a new guy or you're worried, like, who is this guy? And then I'm also nervous that we're taking away the magic of their debut too, Mm -hmm. because we're kind of used to it. Like it was all adorable when like, you know, um, certain guys were getting their, their Mickey McDonald's yeah, of the world. Yeah. Then, yeah. I'm like, so I, told, I totally forgot about him. Cause he was yeah. with the team for a second. It feels like years ago. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's, you know, he's kind of the, the poster child of what happened ever since. And I get it. And then I feel bad. I was thinking about Dan Straley recently and as you do. Yeah. I mean, he's a good friend of mine, but he, I talked to him when he was with, when I was covering the aces and he said, I, I went to the Dimebacks thinking I'd get a shot. And I was like, why didn't you come to the A's? Like I got promoted this season. I made the joke <laughs> of that. And it's so interesting because like, I wonder if guys are, they want to bash on the A's for the losing record, but individually they're probably like, dude, they're getting their shot right yeah, now. Yeah. That is pretty cool to see. It's an interesting, it's an interesting dynamic. Get their first hit, get to work out kinks. Cause most guys, like if you come up, like, let's say you're a, um, Adam Aller or an Adrian Martinez or whatever, you're probably coming up for another team worried about hey if I don't make an impression in, impression in this first like outing yeah. or two then I'm going to get sent down yeah. and that's not necessarily the case Aller's I mean, getting a lot of Aller's getting chances. time Zach Logue he pitched really well today yeah he did really um, well I was surprised he got pulled yeah yeah well, maybe we'll talk about that but yeah. like yeah I think I there were a lot of guys where you're like okay you know you know that they're going to get enough of a sample size to prove to prove their worth because I would you know if I were a pitcher getting called up I would be nervous that if I don't go five or six strong innings 
that, you know, that was my shot and I missed it. And that's not the case here. This is like, you do deserve a few outings to show exactly yeah. what you can do. And maybe that's even an entire season sometimes yeah, because these even, guys are new and learning. Oh yeah. And even like where, and I was, you know, it's a lot of, you want to see big league pitching doesn't matter what level mentality you're at, or even, you know, guessing the lineup each day has been a fun game. I have no idea what's going to happen. I don't mm. know if Nick's, <laughs> Nick's going to be the lead off. I don't know if Tony's going to do it. Is Tony going to start in the outfit or the infield? Where, is, is Pinder, Pinder going to come off the bench? Like what's going to go? So it's, you know, it's so weird because I, I think I've kind of thrown all of that out the door and we were talking to Sheldon noisy about it recently. And this guy doesn't talk. He, he definitely, he could be batting three for four each game and he'll just say, I'm keeping it simple. But the other day we were talking to him and he said, we're just out there. Like, just play the game, just play. Yeah. That's what we're doing. And it sounds so, and he's very, like I said, he's very simple. And when you think about it that way, they literally just get to go play ball without having to worry necessarily. They want to win every single guy wants to win, but that's not the end all. Yeah. And even Dalton told me once he was said, the moment is so much bigger than the result. And this was before he had his thoracic outlet syndrome diagnosis. And he was like, I'm four years removed from Tommy John. And I got to go pitch on a big league mound in front of my family. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. And all these guys get to do that. And and so you you have to think about it. And the the word opportunity, when I heard that on April 2nd or no, March 31st, it was a a different, a different monster. Yeah. And by the way, when I was about to introduce Sheldon Noisy today, I write it all out and, you know, sometimes I double and triple check what I write out. But for some reason, when I was about to say whatever, I don't know if he was batting eighth or ninth or something like that, like batting ninth, the shortstop. Number 20. And I, and I did a double take. I was like, wait, the shortstop Sheldon noisy. I was like, oh my God, did I write it wrong? And then Justin looks at me like, no, 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 you're good. Yeah. No, he's playing shortstop today. Yeah. I was like, oh, serious. Okay, cool. Yeah. 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 I copied it right. And he's playing shortstop. He, was. he started at shortstop today. We spoke to him at, in spring training, not this season, but a season prior when he was with the A's and we asked him what his favorite position was. And he said, hitting. <laughs> So designated hitter or just like just in hit, the lineup just hitting, anywhere, just yeah. hitting and, and like not out in the field. Yeah. Like, and, um, and obviously Nick Allen needs a break and, you know, we don't have, have Elvis Andrews to lean on anymore. So that's kind of intriguing. Um, oh, and then Steven Piscotti got, he signed with the, the Reds, Reds, the minor, yeah. minor league deal. Happy for him. Kind of. Um, that's, I don't know if you can, I don't well, know l- like happy that he's, you know, he landing somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not, you know, not that we're kind of happy for him. We're happy for him wherever he ends up, but hopefully that, you know, that becomes something like major league level for him. Um, we talked about the Teletubby son yesterday. Oh my God. Isn't and it crazy how stuff like that happens where you talk about something and then the next you, day, what happened? You, you tell him, you well, tell him. You I, sent, I sent you a screenshot of something I saw on Reddit because get this. The Teletubby son, you know how the baby was in the sun and we talked about that yesterday? That baby is 27 years old. You heard that right? 27 years old. And which female. makes me I didn't realize yeah. It was a female. Female. Son. That girl is 27. That woman is 27 years old. She probably has the child or grandchild or something like that. Probably. And probably here I am star. just a geriatric and extinct almost. That sucks. I'm very young. Yeah, you are, you are you. young. I'm very young. Yeah, and you're small. I'm so small. Yeah, you're like the new baby in the Teletubby sun. Can I just like do a humble brag? And we went to your softball game, and that yeah. one guy thought I was a 21 year old intern. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that, but okay. there was there was a, there was at least two witnesses. Yeah, yeah. Well, I really appreciate. He's I, like, by I, the way, speaking of age, 
my my grays are growing in like real strong in the power alleys. I don't notice them until you say it. Well, you're gonna see tomorrow that because I because when I look at you, I look at you in your eyes because I respect you. Oh, I think it's so stupid. When, sorry. <laughs> oh, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> <You're just kidding. laughs> oh, oopsie. Um, usually I don't care, but I really felt bad with that and that just happened. But I hate when people like point out. I mean, I, I know nobody did, but. It's just like point out the gray hairs. Yeah, I don't mind it. Like, listen, I've been gray since I was like twenty years yeah, old. People, this is yeah. not an age thing. It's just a gene, a genetic thing. And I will dye my hair like every three to four weeks. But when I when I come in that first day after dyeing my hair, I look like Rudy Giuliani, just like melting. I just like always have hair dye on my face, and I can't help it. Yeah, I cannot get it off my face, and always inevitably you do the Vaseline thing. I do. And it doesn't yeah. help. It does not help. I don't know. Like if somebody out there has a tip for, I, I do the Vaseline. I, there's just like a hair barrier yeah. thing that I put that whatever like is supplied in the box that they send me. And I, it just doesn't work. So I always have hair dye on my face for like one to two days yeah. and it's like surprisingly dark and everybody's like, uh, okay, I guess she's younger now. So that's, uh, what's going to happen in the next few days. If you guys stay tuned, because I, I might, I might dye my hair for the Yankee series just to, you know, feel young again, feel I, something. I mean, if you're, if you want to look, feel, look and feel young, do it in front of the Yankees. <laughs> right. Yeah. Speaking of the Yankees, can I segue here real quick? Sure. Um, number 99, Aaron judge. Wait, this is a new segment. I'd like to call. We're Fun. not, there's no, it's not a new segment. It's, it's a new segment for, the, for this with numbers or math. I haven't, I need to spitball a little bit on it but um we need to figure out what the Call name it, like, is gonna fun burrs mm, mathletics don't there you, it is don't you effing dare ruin the a's for me mathletics although this Mathletes. isn't the a's that we're talking about we are talking about aaron judge number 99 of the yankees who faced i believe taiwan walker number 99 of the mets tonight and went deep so number 99 homered off number 99 and I believe that's got to be, I mean, it has to be, I mean, it definitely is the highest combination of numbers to face each other, because guess what? There aren't triple digits on jerseys. So 99 versus 99. And that is wild. And I love it. And by the way, you know how I like gave you a little math problem mm -hmm. yesterday and the, I hated you and you it. hated it. And now you're still bitter about it. I just like, like, I don't like, I'm going to re up yeah. it tonight. I'm literally a community college dropout list. This, this isn't for you. This is for everyone. Okay. Okay. The Marlins, some of their Jersey numbers in the one through nine lineup tonight was higher tonight than it was even last night because Jesus Aguilar number 99 was in it as well too. And I believe it was like 464, which is insane. If you sum up the A's numbers, their Jersey numbers, it was 180. That just like, that gets me all hot and bothered. Why? I really like, I just, it's, it's interesting. I love like when weird things happen, like odd, weird things. Like I was going to say, well, I feel but, like that's just like the Jersey numbers, right? Yeah. It's just like, it's things you don't, cause this is why I love baseball because it's, there's something new every night and there's something like weird to watch out for or odd or something that hasn't happened before. And it's just strange to me. I don't know. I like yeah, it. I get it. Like, it's just like little oddities that like you can physically see like, Hmm, that looks different. Yeah. It's different. Like, it's weird. Like the Padres had a pitcher named Odris Merida Spagne. And if you scramble the letters in his name, I believe it's spelled san diego padres or san diego one of the two which is so shut cool the front door okay also jason castro who was the catcher for the astros for a while his name was c astro as in catcher astro that's cute very cool like and that. this one's a cool oddity and because we're playing the marlins i think it's relevant 
In 2013, when I was working at MLB Network, I remember Henderson Alvarez. You remember Henderson Alvarez? I think he actually did a little stint with the A's as well, too. You asked me earlier and I said no, and I still don't. Well, I don't think he actually ended up like really pitching for us. I think he was just in the system, but he did pitch for the Marlins. That's a great MLB name. How dare them not promote him? I know, right? It's a great yeah. name. Uh, he was pitching well for the Marlins that, that night, actually. He was no hitting uh, whoever he was playing. And I want to say... He was going up against Verlander. And oh. here's why I know ben this. Ben or Justin? Just kidding. <laughs> Justin Verlander, um, the bane of my existence. Um, it was against the Tigers. So versus the Tigers. Thank you. When Verlander was on the Tigers. And Henderson Alvarez was no hitting the Tigers. However, the Marlins had not gotten a run yet. So it was, I believe, like nothing, nothing going into the ninth inning. The Marlins could not muster a run against Verlander in the top of the ninth. So to the bottom of the ninth, they went Henderson Alvarez was in the on deck circle, ready to hit when the Marlins walked it off. And therefore I think he became the only pitcher in history to throw a no hitter from the on deck circle, which is like, so cool. I'm aware I'm a big old nerd and I'm just so into that. That's so cool. Right? Like who'd have thought for sure. <laughs> you were just your face right well, now I, I wasn't prepped for this segment at all I feel yeah like you like didn't know I was puppy. gonna but I do have a, a little small one that recently yeah. happened um of course Jonah Heim is now on the Rangers used to be on the A's he was traded for like in the Chris Davis trade mm -hmm. to the Rangers and I noticed when he went up to bat against the A's he was had a seasoned batting average of 247 <gasps> yeah yes yeah. So and as we know Chris Davis famously hit 247 in four, four consecutive, consecutive years. And here's another fun thing. I was in Reno one year. This is when I was with Cut Four. So I was like working from Reno, but like blogging for them. And it was this inside joke at this bar that I would go. And I'm I'm not opposed to taking myself to dinner and having a glass of wine. And Courtney and her husband, Courtney is your friend, friend of 20. Mm -hmm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Best friend, excuse me. Best of friend. 20 years. And she all, she likes to brag about me more than I do. And I love to brag about myself. So that's saying something. So this guy goes, why have I never seen you on TV? And I was like, well, I work for MLB.com. And this is when I had like my YouTube show. So I wasn't really anything. And he's like, oh, are you actually, do you like no baseball? And I was like, no, you know what? No, they hired me and like, whatever. And so before he finished <laughs> his question, he goes, then who hit? And I was like, 247, Chris Davis, four segments or four se seasons in a row. Also, if you're going to ask me a question, don't make it from an ESPN sports center. Yeah, exactly. Ticker. Don't read off a tweet or and something. And that's the thing saw. that I got mad. So it just, it was like that kind of thing that stuck with me. Yeah. And then it was the 247 thing. I was always so excited about it. Cause there was another thing that happened. Chris Davis, it was another average where he hit a ball and you look at the clock at the Coliseum. And when he hit it, it was 247. <sighs> And it was just like stuff like Illuminati that. Confirmed. It was Illuminati. Illuminati confirmed. Um, who is throwing out the first pitch tomorrow? Oh yeah. Perfect segue from the math and all the trivia and stuff we just did. Amy Schneider. I'm so excited. I'm a big Jeopardy head, as you can probably tell. Also, I don't know, like related. I don't really have a social life. Um, love Jeopardy. Amy Schneider, I believe is not from Oakland, but you know, an Oakland resident now. And she is uh, the first transgender person to be a Jeopardy champion and 40 consecutive, you know, days as the champion. 
And I think that's like second most all time to Ken Jennings. And mm-hmm. so I was just watching every single show of hers and I was just rooting so hard for her. And I'm going to fangirl so hard tomorrow. I, I want to meet her. I already told, you know, the people in the control room, I was like, if there's any opportunity to meet her, I would love to, because I just, I absolutely love her presence, persona, everything. She's awesome on Twitter. Um, she, you know, kind of did this whole thing where it tweeted and followed along. Cause you know, you take Jeopardy really early, but like, as it happens live for people to watch, yeah. she was tweeting and talking about like, oh, this is why I guess this. And this is why I guess that, um, you know, brilliant minds. And let's see if she can throw the first pitch tomorrow. I want to do some kind of fun intro. Like what is a perfect strike? <laughs> I don't well, know how to do it. I don't... It's funny though. Cause like, I, I'm not a Jeopardy person. I always joke that the only ones I know are the ones with pictures. A picture sorry and um and my boyfriend and his sister are super into it and when I was with them for like a week all we did was watch Jeopardy and she was yeah. on there and they talked about how she was from mm-hmm. Oakland so it's like I literally couldn't care about Jeopardy um and she just happened to be the one that I was watching. she's so cool did you know that my grandmother was a Jeopardy answer was she yeah Gertrude Schimmel she's super cool look her up um, she was uh, highest ranking. I think I talked about her at some point on the show, but she was the highest ranking woman in the NYPD at one point. She sued the city of New York for the right to be promoted. And uh, she and her partner were um, the answer to a question. I want to say it was like the eighties or something like that, but it's pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. I will never be an answer on a Jeopardy question. Sure. You will. Um, what would you be the answer for? Somebody created a fun, like a fake one. And it was just like, bomb like really bomb ass reporter who has a craving for chicken wings there it is um that's I, cool wait can we talk about by the way your kimming interview yes before we get to okay. that yeah, yeah. um yesterday during the post-game interview it was jp sears of course mm-hmm. and he's super sweet in the middle of me asking a question i did my um I call it my power pose where I put my hand on my hip <laughs> and usually I have pockets there. And I was wearing the skirt. I was like, I don't have pockets. So I'll do it. I discovered in the middle of asking him a question, there were pockets in my skirt. Oh my God. You discovered pockets while talking to Sears. Hmm. Yeah. I, I bought the skirt on Amazon though. So, okay. Not Sears. But sorry. it was cool because like he was being very serious and he's, he's very like approachable and super sweet, but he's being very serious in the post game interview. And I, I like squealed, but I was like, <laughs> Did he know why you were so excited? No, I, I'm going to tell him later just because today I was like, you know, in the zone with, with, for Kim, but I was just like mm, talking about, cause he, he has a, he works fast. And I was really curious yeah. about that. And I was talking to him about that. And then Aaron Boone gave him some compliments and I was like, that's gotta be like a, like a huge confidence boost. And so I was just like hearing him talk about Aaron Boone, put my hand on my pocket. She's got pockets. And I said, so I don't really remember what Sears said. He was great about it. He was just like, yeah, but like. I don't care who I face. And I was like, come on, man. I have pockets in my skirt. That's a big deal. Most men don't realize because they have pockets in every single article of clothing yeah. that they, that are made. And you know me, like, I men. don't like to wear pants. I'm usually in a dress or a skirt. Oh yeah. So it's just mm-hmm. kind of like, I never have access to, to pockets. God, pockets are great. And you know me, I'm always carrying a bunch of crap around. Always carrying stuff. Um, okay. Let's so let's talk. talk about the big, big item of the day. Yeah. Your interview. Um, so let's Kim talk. Ng. Let's talk about the interview with Kim Ng. So um, I I booked her in in like I don't want to say booked her because like it was she was so gracious to give me some of her time, and I I was very nervous yesterday. This today I woke up and I was fine, but I had to wait until five o'clock for the interview, and I mm-hmm. get to the field around two two thirty ish, 
So I had to eat up a bunch of time, but here's the thing. I've never had more support over anything in my life. I get there. And as, as I'm in the clubhouse and I was going to go talk to somebody, but he wasn't there. I can't remember who it was. And I was talking to Olivia Hummer. She's one of our communications, AKA Livy. Livy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's one of our communications managers, your work wife, my work wife. And so we were, I was talking to her, how I was kind of nervous about the interview. And as I was talking about it, Tony Kemp walks by and he's like, what are you nervous about? And now Tony and I are close. So it wasn't like he was, it was out of the blue, but I was like, I have to go, I have to go interview Kim Ang. And he was like, so, (laughs) and I was like, you don't understand. This is the interview I've worked really hard my entire career for. And he said, you do this all the time. Then he walked away and then he came back. He's like, I'm not even the least bit worried about you. Mm. And I was like, okay, cool. And then somebody else walked in. I think it was one of the clubhouse guys, like the uh, managers. And he goes, I love your dress. I'm like, oh, I'm getting gassed up today. (laughs) And then I leave. And then John Shea was just like, you've got this. He's like, I'm so excited for you. Matthew Kawahara was like, I'm so excited for you. Like, this is great. And then I get out there and then JB, uh, JP Aaron Sibia, who is a former Marlins catcher turned broadcaster. He was like, are you nervous? He's like, you're going to do great. I have all this, you know, confidence in you. And like, it was just like, why does everybody have more faith in me than I do, you Mm. know, type of a deal. And so it was just really cool. So like just the waiting for her process was a lot because where the visiting dugout is like the sun's shining on you. And I was just getting really tired and worn out. And she walked in and she was talking to a couple of the coaches, uh, probably doing her actual job. Mm -hmm. And then she just approached me. She she didn't have to get like led to me by a communications person, which I really appreciated it. And the interview itself was really cool because it was a mixture of the GM talk and then what it's like to be a woman in the industry. And she just would say, say things that reminded me, like I deserve to be there, you know? And it, it was just a cool moment because it was me telling myself like one day you're going to be able to interview interview her it was really cool and then just being a woman in the industry and I talked to her about that as well saying she said it's a little bit different as a woman just because of how what people expect or don't expect from you and I even told her you know well what's the is there a situation where you went through when maybe you were treated differently as a female GM as opposed to a male GM and she's like it's more than just the GM title She's like, it's this business, it's this industry just is what it is. And she said, you know, working for younger GMs or working under younger GMs who it was their first stint, she learned a lot from. And she said, you have to just listen to people. She's like, don't interrupt, don't talk, just let, just listen. And she said, I think that helps not even just the fact that I'm a woman for that, but that's just my personality and just to soak it all up like a sponge and, you know, just like a very, like, I wish my dad was here moment and just. It's, and I don't want people to like dumb down the fact that I just had an interview. It was just, you know, I've been waiting five years for this. I've been mm-hmm. wanting to do this for a long time. And I've written about her. And even, I even said, you know, why didn't you just give up? Like you, there were like three or four jobs that you almost got and didn't give up. She's like, well, I kind of did at one point. She's like, but you can't just give up on things. Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking at her like, tell me everything else. <laughs> you know, and it was really cool because it was more than just an interview. It was just like a, a life lesson and it was awesome. And I'm so gracious for her time. And I went back to the dugout and started crying a little bit and <laughs> Erica, nobody judged me, which was really cool. And just to have all that support over that, it was really, it was just, it was really, good. that's awesome. Yeah. And there was something that you told me about Jesus Lazardo or her comment about Jesus Lazardo, I believe that. Yeah. And I think I mentioned it yesterday on the show, but I said, well, are you a firm believer in a change of scenery? 
she said, yes, but I'm a, I'm also a firm believer in left-handed pitching. Yeah. And, and I, and I repeated it on the, on the podcast just so I could say it out loud. And she did just to say it in front of her. And, um, you know, I almost wet myself. <laughs> That's the kind of like wit that I actually, I once got to interview Billie Jean King, which was a really, really cool experience. And when you told me that I immediately thought about yeah. that Billie Jean King was like, just like that, yeah. just, you know, just so quick witted. And you could tell like, you know, she got really far, you know, on, on that and, and a number of other things like about her personality. Well, I, and but- Billie Jean King's awesome. She like um, gave like a specific tweet for Melanie Newman when Melanie was you know, the first Orioles female play-by-play announcer. And she personally reached out and now they like text all the time. Yeah. She's awesome. She's so cool. Yeah. She's so, so cool. Um, And we mentioned Jesus Lazardo, who's pitching tomorrow. So that's going to be a pretty exciting mm-hmm. game. And he said the A's gave up on him. So there's going to be a lot of emotions Whoa. there. And then, you know, he's having a great season. And um, Kim talked about that too. He's always had a really good fastball and it had like some movement to it, but he's had, he has better command on the movement. His secondary stuff is good. But in addition to the emotion, Cole Irvin is having a really good mm-hmm. season. That's who he'll be going up against and all of that. And, you know, I wonder if like all of that goes out that like all of Lazardo's kind of just everything that he's built up and, you know, in Miami games so far kind of goes out the window when he's now pitching against his former team where there's like a lot of history there and in Oakland and I don't know. He we'll might, see. Yeah. And when he, when he talked about it, he was more or less like having to readjust to the Coliseum itself yeah. because when you're in Miami, everything's close, closed because you're indoors. Yeah. And then, so for here, it's, it's open again, not just open, like the openness, but when you're pitching, you have all that foul ground, which can either help or hurt you. A lot of hitters hate all that foul, foul ground. Uh, Dan, Don Mattingly specifically said it, and even Kotze mentioned today, he's like, I had three years here and I hated hitting here. Yeah. And so it's just kind of interesting from that perspective, but you know, I, I can't, and I was talking to Kim about it. Jesus looks like he's matured five, 10 years yeah. since we talked to him last. Yeah. It's so weird to, to describe, but he was always like a really stand-up guy. Like even when he messed up his finger playing a video game, he said, I screwed up. I'm sorry. Yeah. And he took, he took responsibility for it. And it's just kind of like that stuff, but just a good dude. And obviously Kim's happy with what he's done. The Marlins are happy what he's done. He's happy with what he's done. And he feels a little bit less pressure playing like near his hometown too. Yeah. So come out to the 1230 game tomorrow because, or if you're listening to this on Wednesday today, mm-hmm. um, because Cole Irvin walk up song and Cole Irvin just being awesome against Jesus Lazardo and all that we just mentioned is going to be a really good time. And Amy Schneider, first pitch, you heard it here. Um, also you mentioned kind of ballpark features in terms of like playing indoors in Miami. What are your thoughts on the, the old Marlins home run statue? I always loved it. I always thought it was extra. It was annoying. It was extra and annoying. I've been called extra and annoying sometimes. Yeah. Too. And I feel like it's just <laughs> like, what are the, what are you going to, what, you know, what you bring to the Marlins park to Marlins park, I should say is like nothing. So you, well, I it, love it. it got, it got knocked down, right. Or take it away or whatever. Well, it's not, not like, it's not out, like blown up. Yeah. It's outside the front now. You can still see it, <laughs> but was, it's just not the same. I, I have not been to Marlins park and seen it in person, but I think it's egregious. I, for that reason, I think I don't hate it. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's kind of for me, like the San Diego chicken, like they're just things that are just so weird yeah. in baseball that you're like, Okay, like I appreciated that, but I think like that's at the why, time, I, I think was that's like, why I like I like it. It's hideous. like, what are you doing? It's like, like a what are you doing here? Thing. It's like you know those carnivals, those roadside carnivals. That's what it looks like. It's about. 
I agree. Or from, um, gives me like weird vibes, but you know, it's kind of like Miami. It's a, it's always a festival or something like yeah, that. Yeah. It so. definitely does not look like it's supposed to be there, but it also looks like it's supposed to be there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but if they put one in Oakland, I'm going to lose my mind. So. I would love that negative oh my gosh they would probably have me decorate it we had harvey the rabbit and that was weird enough yeah um so yeah like like the giants with crazy crab yeah that is awesome though if you don't know what that's about google giants crazy crab i wrote a few articles on it yeah and it, i liked his mentality because he was like the worst <laughs> no he was like he loved to like mess with people i don't i don't know about his personality i just I just think it's like hilarious. I don't know. Anyway, well, he was kind of there to be like the anti-mascot. Mm, yeah, fair. yeah. We did a lot of things during COVID. We did we dipped into a lot of the Giants and A's history during COVID. Yes, and games exactly. Well, um, it's been it's been a day. It has it has been a day. It, it's been a day. I feel like I'm still like I say, can't put my elbow down. Um, I am tired. I'm like, but like a fun tired. Yeah, a <laughs> fun tired for sure. Yeah. And we have a day game tomorrow. So we're going to let you go. Uh, I'm going to let you go, but I don't have, I'm not working tomorrow. So oh, I have a day off because Martine deserves it. Well, I'm going to have fun at work. I'm going to let you go. I'm gonna let Cheers. You go. I'm going to let you go. This is the last call, last call, last call.